Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I'm always looking to help the Next Level Soul audience take their soul to the next level. And I've been able to partner with Mind Valley to present you guys with a ton of free master classes between 60 and 90 minutes covering mind, body, soul, relationships, and conscious entrepreneurship. Some of these master classes are taught by spiritual masters, relationship experts, best selling authors, legends in the personal growth and spirituality space, and so much more. So if you want to sign up for any of our free mind, body, and soul masterclasses, just head over to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. Well, today on the show, we have Lee Carroll, who channels Chiron, and we have his spiritual partner, Monica Morani, as well. And we talk about the world as Chiron sees it, where it's going, what's happening in this new year, what the meaning of life is, and so, so much more. This is a mind-blowing episode. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. I'd like to welcome to the show Lee Carroll and Monica Morani. How are you doing, guys? We Yay, are doing super doing, great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about uh about your work, uh Cryon and uh and just the mysteries of what you're trying to do for the world and help yeah. the world evolve and awaken. So uh Lee, my first question is what was your life like prior to cry on and this 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 journey that you're on i'm assuming you weren't just automatically at five years old in in, in elementary school going hold on guys i got a channel like yeah. <laughs> you know i'll tell you we we do a lot of interviews too uh and we have interviewed some who had exactly that back one just recently i am uh, i am privileged to have come from an older energy and got to see it um i didn't want to channel this happened to me are you ready when i was 45 years old and so I've been doing this now for 33 years. Don't do the math, please. Don't do the math. And in that, I was an engineer. I was audio engineer. I was very happy with my life, all these things. And I was against, not against, that's a bad word. I was, I, let's say that I thought everything that had to do with woo-woo channeling and everything was ridiculous and stupid and just for women. Women don't <laughs> don't don't, don't, write don't send letters. any yeah don't write don't 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 write emails emails we don't write don't, letters don't, anyway. don't write letters don't write emails <laughs> i'm sorry that is just the way i felt now i've changed that now but to answer your question my life was nothing like it is now and it also I mean, as we go in this interview you'll see it took me about three to four years to, you know to get on board even after i was channeling so these things occurred to me out of the blue um what I tell people is the greatest thing as I look back now is that uh, spirit or whatever you want to call it really knows you because the series of events that got me to look 
uh, were just absolutely perfect for my personality. Otherwise, I never would have been interested in this. But very, very linear, very 3D engineering. Didn't need any of this. I didn't care about it until it happened. Well, then let me ask you then, because I love asking channels this question. Did you just like we're eating cornflakes one morning and then popped in? Like since you are, you weren't in this field and you weren't kind of open to this, I'm imagining it was pretty jarring. And you were like, I did you have that moment? Like, am I losing my mind? Well, I had that later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a long story, and I don't want to take up the um, eat up the time on the sure. interview. I have to say that it was a three-year run up to this. I had I was dragged to two channelers, both men. Mm -hmm. Back then, I didn't want to go. I was taken uh, because I, it was a birthday of somebody. I think it was my wife at the time. And and the um, fact was that, that they said things in the channel that I didn't care about, but I listened to later on tape that were identical. Three years apart, two men who were 40 years apart in age, didn't know each other, said the identical same thing. And they said, there's a magnetic master named Cryon who wants to get a hold of you. All of that was superbly ridiculous. But... Because that had happened, it was against all logic. And so I couldn't, I'm one of those A-type guys who wants everything, you know, I'm very, very in, in the boxes. I want mm -hmm. everything sorted. And this didn't sort. So what I did, I actually did, was I put a chair down and I said, uh, I was alone. And I said, uh, uh, Cryon, which by the way, Cryon sounded like rust preventative spray paint to me. That's Crylon. <laughs> So yes, for a long course. time, I called him, you know, Mr. Rust or whatever we thought. So I really did. I said, I put the chair down and I said, if you're real, you got one chance. Show me. Otherwise, I'm throwing this away because this is stupid stuff. I mean, this is where I was. And I sat in a chair and instantly at that time, I didn't channel, didn't get words on the wall. I got a big, this, this incredible love wash. This is all about love. And this changed me because it was a cause and effect. I did it several more times when I realized there's something there. That's the convincing uh, to me. So against all logic, um, something happened, and that started the process. Wow, that's amazing. And does it take energy out of you? Is it like because some channels like it weakens them? Some people like it energizes them. Just curious. Energizes. You're yeah. right. It goes both ways. And I've talked, we had many channelers on our shows and stuff, and I've had them on my stages in the old days, and we all channeled together. And some of them would say, you know, that, that it was really draining. But mm -hmm. for me, I just, you know, it's like disco balls going. <laughs> it's like, I'm ready to go. It's, it's an energy, it's an energy boost. It, it is. And even if I'm dead tired, um, I can, when it comes to the channeling, suddenly everything, there's a switch that gets thrown where suddenly I don't feel I'm aging and I'm not tired anymore. So that's, that's my, my kind. Fair enough. Now, my first question is uh, in regards to the, the work that you're doing, how can we raise our consciousness? Is it as a general statement and your definition of consciousness would, would probably help. You know, the definition of consciousness, not even Plato gave us that one. <laughs> if we, True that. It's a very, it's a very tough one. Mm -hmm. We always say it's it's the degree of um, uh, your own sentience uh, and your own awareness and where that takes you. Um, for me, back before Cryon, I, I realized now I had a ceiling I was hitting and the, my consciousness only went so far, even though I was a good guy, I went to church and all those things at that time. It, now, when I look back, I realize that um, 
I was not aware. God, if you want to call it that, got bigger for me. So it's like it's like your thinking starts to expand. And the ex you see it, first of all, in how you look at the world and others. Uh, somebody comes up to you. I know I'm straying from your second question. Sure, sure, sure. Look at it, somebody comes up to you and calls you a name. They don't like you for something you've done. So the first reaction is a defense or whatever. I realized that was me. Buttons got pressed on me easy. You could you could come up to me because I'm very opinionated. I know what I, what I you know, like anybody else. Now, all these years later, if something happens like that, man, I'll be disappointed. But the, my first reaction is that person is having a bad day. Do you, you see the difference here? Mm -hmm. And the difference is that's a higher evolved consciousness on how you feel about yourself, others, the world you're living in. Um, th that to me, that is the, the conscious awareness. Now, the second part of your question, or the, maybe the first part again, mm -hmm. the, uh, how do we raise our consciousness? How do we raise it? I we are firmly uh, believe believers in intent that that the whole ladder of evolution is already in us. And it's not something you have to go get. You don't have to uh, follow rules. You don't have to, uh, you know, uh, swim <laughs> rivers or climb mountains. That it's already there, and that it's built in. And you might you might say it's a a soul given attribute, and it's almost like spirit was there all just waiting for a free choice for you to say, "How do I do it?" And as soon as you start saying, you know, I wish to evolve my consciousness to something it is not now, as soon as you even start to say those things free will starts to allow it to fly in and it does it's just like healing it's just like creating that that people say you can create your own reality it is something that we are it's god-given it's already in there it's like healing it's already there it is up to us now to start asking for it recognizing it and then being patient while you start to see it develop that's what happened to me you see i didn't go anywhere or study anything um, and the channeling didn't automatically have give me a higher consciousness. That's always something that I had to do myself. So it's within us. But the, the really fascinating thing is, is that self-empowerment thing, is that as soon as you start asking these questions, it's almost like little switches are thrown inside and you start to see and feel and, hey, you know, hey, this is working. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Is, is this kind of the path that many of the ascended masters went through? Because we all are the same abilities as the ascended yes. masters. They just got there at a different time. Yeah. And that is the difference between um, thousands, thousands of years ago and today. And we we say people to people, this is a different world. This is not your grandfather's world at all. We're not. Time is not going to repeat itself. Not this time. Uh, we have really good evidence of that with uh, Greg Braden's work and all that. Time is really a different time now. And in that, the Ascended Masters that we call Ascended Masters, they all use the same tools that we have. You just said it. So can we all be Ascended Masters? Well, we're maybe not right away. <laughs> we have the tools to start climbing up that ladder by ourselves. And we start realizing that it's affecting the planet as well, the more of us that do it. And thanks to, and to guys like you and people who are starting to expose things, this would never have happened. This show, I know technically, but even even if it could, you wouldn't have seen this like 20 years ago. No. People wouldn't have been interested. 
and they are if you've noticed so oh you yeah. are you're riding the wave of interest people will will come in here and look at lee carroll chandler who would never ever ever look at me 20 years ago in that way uh, agreed with you 100 even 10 years ago would have been a difficult yeah. conversation to have yep. um and i've i've seen it in my own world that's just people are much more inch even when they find out what i do now they're like the channeling really and they they're curious though there's a conversation it's not just discarded anymore and then as you start talking you're like oh i'm like i always say this for, for anyone that ever questions my channel not my channeling but the channelers in general i go what are they saying does it ring true great if it doesn't discard it and move on but if it does who cares how it comes in <laughs> and the other thing too that uh, what we did uh, two times maybe three times i've forgotten now once in europe once here or twice here is I put multiple channelers on the stage from different parts of the country and from all over Europe. And we did uh, big conferences. And we didn't tell them what to say. We just said, uh, give us messages. One, or we had 12 on the stage at once and we simply kept going. And in every single case, we got one message from all of them. There, there weren't 12 religions represented there. Right. There were 12 people giving a common message about what's happening on the planet, about love, about all the things that we're talking about. So it's almost like it's in the field and we just kept going. So that's another thing that's channeling is not another belief system. Now, the one thing that, you know, when we come down here and we incarnate, um, we, we have a trouble sometimes finding our purpose. Can you give any advice on how to find the reason why we're here in this incarnation? Sure. <laughs> and we're going back to being super simple and people will, will shake their head and say, no, it can't be that way. Dear spirit, what is my purpose? Show it to me clearly and don't let me be biased or, or, or promise not to be. Everybody thinks they know, even if they say they don't. They'll mm -hmm. say, I don't know my purpose, but I sure wish it was writing this book. You know, I don't know my purpose, but I'd like to build a healing center. You know, or I don't know my purpose, but I'd like to be. So you always have these filters. I was the same way. I, I had a picture of like where my channeling would go and what it would do and how long it would last. And it was all completely and totally wrong. So you got to be open for something that you don't expect. But truly, if you start asking this, you'll start to see synchronicities come into your life. I think you've had them too. In order oh, yeah. to do what you do, you had to have the synchronicities to get to where you are, have the things fall into place and work for you. And that is almost like a, a green light. It's a, you got to stop and go and, and, and all this in traffic. And this is the way it feels to us. And Monica and I live our lives this way is that we, we throw it out there. And if it, if it doesn't happen, like we expect it, we say, Oh, good. It's going to be better. And it is, and it does. And there'll always be something that flies in often at the last minute that guides us. This is all through intent. You're not asking for favors for God. What you're doing is creating the a pathway, the bridge. Dear Spirit, show me the bridge. I'll be open to it. Just take me there. And so that's a little different than we were taught in church. You know, a little bit. This and that. Yeah, <laughs> where you where you've got to have um, you've got to do actions and you have to go here and there and do and and all. So it's it's a very very different thing. People say it's too simple, and I say, well, welcome to something simpler than you thought. Isn't that great? Can't you say thank you? Now, Monica, I wanted to ask you uh, to kind of piggyback on that last question. Do you find that, you know, if we just kind of let go that 
things seem to, you know, there's something guiding, there's something pushing things in our, in our path. And like, you know, you're going to meet this person today because this person is going to get you that job that you, that you really need to be on. And I know you're an audio engineer, but you're really going to be a channeler in the next five years, that kind of, <laughs> these kind of synchronicities, you know, but we fight ourselves and we kind of get in our own way, right? We completely get in our way. It's funny that you asked that question to me because my own journey has been a pathway of surrender. Right. Things come to me and then I have resistance. I have huge resistance and then I have to break through my own resistance to get to that next piece of surrender. And then something else will come up and we have resistance. And it's often our own intellect and logic will try and come in and argue with ourselves. So uh, for my example, I will give you one where I had my marriage collapse and this started my journey of, I don't know anything about anything. And I knew I was ready to be open to something, but I didn't know how it would come. And back then I was working as a national park ranger in the parks service in Australia. And I had a colleague that kept saying to me, Monica, you know, you really should go see my wife, Linda. She does Reiki and she's a spiritual healer. And I just kept thinking, what on earth is that going to do for me? I am in so much pain and grief and crying. This is not what I wanted to do, but he was so gentle and persuasive and kind about it and that i think it was the third or fourth time where he said it in a very sweet way that i was just screaming inside oh my god i am gonna see her just so you shut up about having me see her because nothing's gonna happen right and i'll just like a band-aid rip it off and get her over and done with so i went and had a session with her and i was in this really vulnerable place where I was wounded and crying and everything else. And there was just something happened that touched me deeply in that session that allowed me to then start exploring and investigating the things that I don't know, the things that I can't explain. And then it led me to a journey where I moved to New Zealand and the very first yoga class I was in, someone gives me a cryon book and I read this cryon book and there's this woman in there who does energy work. And I'm like, I don't know how, but I'm going to do this energy work. I was so lit up when it came to doing the course of this energy work where I was so excited. Everyone is moving their hands and feeling energy flow through. It's like palpable and I feel nothing like zero nothing. And so my brain's going, well, this is all just a bag of moonshine. That's like, I, I thought it was real and now I'm not feeling anything. It's not for me. And so I had to get through that resistance to surrender and then continue again. I mean, it took years before I actually felt energy flowing through my hand. And so we get in our own way by putting out expectations of what we think it's going to be like. So there's so many people who hear the beautiful messages from Cryon and Lee says, this is available for everyone. And then people will say, well, why isn't Cryon talking to me? Why doesn't Cryon talk to me? We have expectations that we're going to hear a voice and it comes down and deliver a message in the way that Lee is delivering it. And it 
doesn't work that way. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. We have to suspend how we think it's going to work and then be open to receiving it in a different way. It's a different language when you start moving with synchronicity and you began with saying, I'm going to meet this person on the street and I'm going to have this amazing experience happen. How does that work for someone? Well, you you have no idea how it's going to happen. So you have to be open to an alternate way of how things come to you. So I know that was a very long answer to your question, (laughs) but if we can learn to get out of our own way and trust that spirit, God, the creator, the great beyond, whatever name you want to call it to, knows you so well, loves you so well that they want to connect with you. They want to steer you in the right path for your life. Know that. Know that if you put your hand out, it's going to be held and connected. So can you get out of your own disbelief that it can happen for you? And can you surrender and allow it to happen? It's as simple as that. It's, it comes down to faith at the end of the day. It's faith that something is out there and something is guiding you throughout the process without question. Now, Lee, I have a question for you. In I've heard this term super soul. What is a super soul, Lee? We don't, we don't use the, um, the term super soul, so I don't know. Okay. But maybe it's going to be what Crian calls the bigger you. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And what is the bigger you? When we get into not um, uh, the, the minutiae of it, it doesn't matter. Uh, so I'm just going to say what I'm going to tell you now, you don't have to believe in. It's not critical to, the, to putting love in your life or, or, or having you know, a reality created. But it helps to know this. If we have a soul, and we believe we do, and almost all of the spiritual systems on the planet tell us we do, what, uh, what where, how, and why? So we've been told many, many things about souls. Number one, that we get it when we're born. And that's what I learned in church. And that it's there um, so that it can be tortured later when you die. So that's basically it. Obviously. (laughs) Forever, by the way. Forever. forever. In in perpetuity. In perpetuity. In perpetuity. (laughs) So my truth, the one that Christ has given me, is that our soul is forever. It was there. It has no beginning and no end, much like spirit itself. That tells us we were created at the beginning, if there was a beginning, and we're actually part of everything that exists. So we have this soul. A piece of it, if you want to say, is used here in 3D on the planet. Well, where is the rest of it? Does it, is it, you know, uh, rolling around heaven all day in a rocking chairs and while we're here? And Christ says, no. It's here with you. And part of what you have that you're using, the tools of the same tools as we just discussed, as the ascended masters, is part of that bigger you, that oversoul, if you want to. And that is what we're actually blossoming into. More and more of our soul, our, that eternal, sacred, beautiful, divine soul, is being used, more and more of it, while we're here in 3D. So we're becoming a little bit more multidimensional and we're getting a little bigger. And the biggerness of us is in the light, if you want to call it that's a metaphor, mm-hmm. of course. 
So we believe that our soul is not someplace else. It's living with us. And it's just, it's just like um, we're, it's invisible and it's only, only available as we then take the pieces and the parts of it, have an evolved consciousness and become the masters that I think all of us were meant to be. So that bigger you, what Crian talks about it, is the rest of the soul that's still you, that literally is sitting there tapping his toe while you're here saying, well, how much more do you want? <laughs> and we're learning to use it. You know, it's a trek when you come out of 3D and you come out of an older energy, especially I don't, even young people, I'll tell you, you're born in an older energy compared to what's coming and to, to compared to what is happening right now, you're seeing it all around you. So it takes a lot for us to undo just the programming of the reality we were taught that is ours or what we can do or what we can't do. And this is not a conspiracy. It's just, you know, you have, you have what you think you are able to do and not do. And that's just a reality. Suddenly crying says, ah, you can do a whole lot more. You can go a lot more. You can live longer. You can be happier. And there's a, a lot more that's part of the bigger you. Now, there's one thing that, that many humans, I, I'm going to argue most humans, if not all, at one point or another, have a problem with fear. Fear of moving forward, fear of going after their bliss, fear of you know following their dreams, following their purpose. You had that fear when you started down the road with Cryon. I had this I had this fear when I started this show. I didn't want to be outed as a spiritual guy uh, doing a podcast. We all go through these fears and we have to kind of overcome breakthrough what if any advice do you have for people dealing with crippling fear not about the tiger around the corner which is good fear but this kind of fear that i'm talking about we actually do i'm you you're doing chapter and verse i've written the books practically on that one because <laughs> everything you said I've, I've had that one of my biggest fears when i started now you you're talking about outing yourself one that's exactly what i had if you don't mind just let me just rewind please please when i first started um and all of those years ago it was a different world and oh, yeah. I was a, a business person and I had uh, my, my studios and employees and all these things. And one of the, and I knew crying was real. So what do you do with that? Well, <laughs> I, I say, okay, I'm going to do this and only in my niche, nobody's going to know about it. So I put my books on and the crying books to this day, because I, I wanted to follow the example just for fun is that my name is not on the cover. Mm -hmm. I've got 14 books. Uh, and my name is never on the cover. And it's only on the back in 10 point type. And my first name is not there. It's L Carroll. So that's me hiding from fear of being outed. Now, what was I afraid of? So I was afraid, first of all, that I would lose all my friends. I just saw it right here. I just looked, I just looked it up. Like, nope, he's right. Look at it. Still L Carroll. The same one. Right. So I would lose all my friends and that, that, you know, and some of my employees who are good, good, very, very good spiritual Christian men would quit, you know, and all this. I was afraid of that. Well, guess what? It all happened. <laughs> Every single thing I was afraid of happened anyway. And I received new friends and I received a whole new package of uh, wonderful uh, uh, friends and world, a world that I never thought I would. The fear is there because we don't want change. And we have social norms that we don't want to change. We don't want to lose our friends. We don't lose, we don't lose our wives. Or, uh, and you never know what's going to happen. My God, you, you, you don't necessarily, you don't want your whole world turned upside down just because you, you have a nice belief system that, that helps you. We'd like to, to climb into a corner and just have that our niche. It doesn't work. 
when you start showing your light, everybody sees it. And sometimes they don't like it because it doesn't follow the paradigm that they were programmed in or that they learn. Sometimes they may see something that's beautiful in you and they still don't like it because they happen to know that you are not following their doctrine. And that has happened over and over. And so there's so many things that we fear. And you're right, there's some fears that are, that are we need, like the Bengal tiger around the corner. But basically, getting out of fear, there's, um, there's a new movie out by Bill Bennett. It's going to be released soon. Monica has more information on that called Facing Fear. Mm -hmm. So it talks about this very thing. This is one of the biggest things when you have a paradigm change like this that we are looking at. So you're right to bring this up. And it has many, many layers. So you ask the question, how do you get through it? Uh, with me? as a, a very stubborn person, I had to go through layers of it and it took me three years. I have talked to people in this new energy who have done it almost instantly because they look around and they see all the attributes and it just snaps into place. And they go, this is the difference between the areas I was born in and the energy and today. So it's just a matter of saying, what do you want? And, and go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. This or something better. I mean, our, it's, it's a little bit of courage there, but it, you've got to state it. What do you want? And I did the exact same thing for this show because I, I just said at a certain point, I just said, like, I, 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 I just have to go. And I'm like, okay. And I literally just said, okay, God, I put you in my, I, I'm in your hands. Yeah. And the second I did that, people like yourself and Monica showed up. And the show so, started to grow and, and, and all these new people and all these new things started yeah. to come into my life and all of this happened, but I needed to be brave enough to take the leap and nothing that I was afraid of, by the way, has happened. Thank God. <laughs> I was afraid. I'm like, I'm going to lose my other show. Am I going to lose all these other things I've been working at for my entire life? Are people going to look at me weird? Nothing. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Different. The difference, I think, between two when I when I came out thirty years ago or more, and you oh, you're now, yeah. is that you 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 pegged it, is that people are, there's more allowance for thinking out of the box here than there ever was before, and people are a lot more I I think accepting, um, and that's that ought to tell you a lot about what's happening in consciousness if you want to define that of society, of our cultures. And it's not, not just people that are channeling or doing shows like you, just regular folks. I think they are looking around and seeing there, there's a more tolerance that's going on, more appreciation. Um, I mean, and, we need to get into it, Alex, but you've got, you got a little war going on here. It's not that little, but did you see the reaction of the world when it started? Oh my God, the entire planet was just like, no, no, no. No, 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 even Switzerland took sides. So for the first time, for the first time, in, you know, in history, that ought to tell you there's something going on. Yeah, it, there, there's absolutely something going on without, without question, which brings me to my next question, then, Lee, why have these groups of souls who are alive today on the planet choose to incarnate at this insane time? Because <laughs> this is, I mean, the change between even when I was born in the seventies to now, it is massive changes. I'm assuming it's even more massive for your for the time you've been on the planet. I mean, 
it's so massive in the change of mindset, obviously technology, but just things in like that. My, my, my mother was uh, doing yoga in the seventies and my, my, my family was like, she's crazy. What is she doing? Meditating. What is that? Now CEOs do it. uh, She's crazy and she's going to hell. Oh, obviously. Well, everyone's going to hell. Let's just, obviously Obviously, everyone's going to hell. hell. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bumper sticker. I'm quite sure. (laughs) Do the yoga, go to hell. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, We, I'll tell you what my information is, and it makes so much sense. First of all, you got to realize that what is happening right now in this, you want to call it new energy, if you want to, you want to call it the shift, which many people have called it, is not a surprise. This has been foretold by the ancients. Uh, It was right in the Mayan calendar for us all to look at. Um, The more we study indigenous, the more we see it has always been there. There, and we got it in scripture. So we got it with the uh, with the uh, idea that in the year two thousand and beyond, we were going to be we're going to have third, we're going to have World War Three. Armageddon was going to be there. I mean, that was the target date. This all comes down to astronomy, basically, which is a um, precession of the equinoxes, is what everybody's looking at, which is the start and stop of a uh, start and stop of a twenty-six thousand year wobble of the planet. So, right. and that became the marker for change. And we got it in scripture. Uh, the indigenous talked about it, but the indigenous talked about it differently. They didn't talk about it as the end of the world, like we got. What they said was free choice. Humans will either terminate themselves at this time, or it'll be the highest revolution, evolution of consciousness humanity has ever seen. That comes right out of the Mayan prophecies. And this is not new. So here we sit at something that was already targeted, known as a time of potential shift. So if you believe in the reincarnation, you believe in souls coming back and all, you're looking at a whole bunch of old souls who are back for this. And they have they've gone, they've slogged through a whole lot of lifetimes getting ready for this one. The whole idea of uh, reincarnation, according to Christ, is like a school. You learn things as you go. And so when you have old souls who have been through this earth experience, it's, you know, it's, it's really fun. You can tell a new soul on the planet from an old soul just by the fact that they are easily duped. I mean, just like they'll, really? they'll, go, they'll go for the email from the guy in the, where, wherever who wants, you know, wants $100, so he can send you a million. And then they're yes. like, look, right away, I got to do this. Say, wait, wait, wait. In other words, it, the, the school of consciousness of earth hasn't been with them very long. And they're, God bless them, they're so innocent. But you can really see the difference between the newbies coming in just right away and from those old souls, been there, done that, and no. There's a whole bunch of us old souls, you're included, my friend, mm-hmm. who have come in to do what you're doing, to do what I'm doing, to see the shift, know what to do, recognize it, and go with it. And that is what's going on. So we don't, we have, and there's help, there's energetic help on the planet that's they're starting to release energies at this time. And it was always targeted. If we made that choice to stay, stuff would happen. And it is, and it's happening. I mean, look at the, look at the, uh, the Me Too movement. movement. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about uh, for the girls. Yeah. And you, how long has this been going on? Oh, oh wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I come from Hollywood. So, I mean, <laughs> the casting couch was a joke. <laughs> 
Yes. The casting couch was a joke in movies. People would say, oh, if she wants to get the part. It, it was just ingrained in the entire industry. It is. And it still is. Mm-hmm. And it's not just in Hollywood. It was everywhere. So, and you real, and you wonder how long has it been going on? Well, it's the way of it. It's the way of humanity. And unfortunately, now suddenly, not that it's reversed, but it's being seen and dealt with. And there are now ramifications and there's responsibility. That That's new. I mean, it would have put uh, some of the executives shaking in their boots 20 years ago to see to see who's being outed, you know, whether it's Congress people or whether it's show people. It doesn't matter if they're stars. It doesn't matter. That's new. I like it. How about um, uh, priest abusing kids? How long has that been going on? Oh, God, I have no idea. Well, God probably, knows how long. Probably since since the beginning since they decided to to make uh, men uh in charge of spirituality and make them celibate i mean how do you like it so far did that really work <laughs> so you go like what were you thinking <laughs> and it's starting now to be and we've got a pope who's trying to deal with it and no pope has ever even mentioned it right and you have somebody who's trying to actually deal with it. That is so new. People people look at me and go, well, tell me what's new. The, word, the I'm looking at the news and the earth is all awful. And I say, look, would you just calm down? First of all, don't look at the news anymore. And second of all, let's, let's take a look at some of the things that are happening. They happen slow, but boy, are they different. Yeah. And and is it, do, you, do you agree that in order for these things to be healed, they have to be brought into the light because they've been completely underground. I mean, all of this stuff, you heard whispers. But you never brought it into the light that everybody all of a sudden started seeing that. And it's happening at such a rate now. Like, it's insane. I mean, even something like racism was was always under, I mean, in America specifically, it's always been there quietly. But now it's just like things people say out loud now, you would like 10, 15, 20 years ago, you would have like, don't say that. Don't, don't, you can't say that out loud. But now everyone's saying it up because it's bringing it out into the into light so it can heal. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, that's not only fair. It's accurate and true. And, and that's the way of it now. Let me just bring up one other thing. It, and we use metaphors a lot so people will understand. Mm-hmm. Um, when you uh, turn on the light in a place that's been dark for a very long time, you see all the dirt. And, you know, and a few cockroaches come popping out and things like that especially when you've had um, darkness and you've never had light and it's been there and you've never cleaned it and whatever, that's just what's going on. So what happens when we have light start to appear on our planet is that it exposes all of the ugly stuff that, as you pointed out, has always, always been there. So it, uh, to some people, they look at only, oh my goodness, this planet is going down the tubes. Look at all the ugly stuff that we're now starting to see. And I would say, it's always been there. Aren't you happy now that we're starting to see it so we can do something about it? So there's there's two ways of seeing it, you know, the glass half empty or half full, but that's what's going on right now. This makes it look so bad. I think that um, this war that we're having, and unfortunate, uh, sad, and heartbreaking, may be the last one we have like this because the earth is looking at it and 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 reacting to it saying, no, not again, never. We're not going to pull us back to the 40s. We're not going to pull us back to the Cold War, no matter who's in charge or what they want. It isn't going to happen. And that's that's a new earth. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating. I mean, he's you know, Putin is doing things that 
it's out of the playbook of the forties and the fifties. It it, it's That's literal true. playbook stuff that they're doing. And I'm sitting there going, this, this doesn't make any sense. Like, and I'm not the only one, apparently the rest of the world is going, this doesn't make any sense. Why are you doing this? Well, now you mentioned his name. Yes. We've been to Russia eight times. We did yes. Ukraine twice. We met all of them. Uh, oh, wow. We've met and, uh, you know, the uh, Russians are beautiful people. I, I think huh. they've been uh, hoodwinked. And I think when they find out the lives that have been lost there, they're not going to be happy with their leader. This is not the Russian people. This is Putin. And right. uh, they have no choice. At the, I mean, he is in control completely. And so my heart goes out to them, too. And I hope people understand the difference uh, when they take a look at who's doing the what and why. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And uh, I'm I'm Cuban of of Cuban descent, and I, my people have been hoodwinked as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, out of out of many, there's a handful of countries that have been hoodwinked, and that's that's another one as well. So, but all of it's starting to come out, even in a little island like Cuba. Things people are even starting to go, no, 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 this we can't keep doing this. And there's uprisings now where twenty years ago that's never even heard of. Well, it's happening. How about an uprising of women in Iran? I know. <laughs> you go, oh, like, I mean, this is, you talk about heroics. Jesus. I mean, I know. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they, they execute them there if they don't behave. Right. You know, there's no choice. You know, and now there was an uprising. And there, you're right. There was protests and the women yeah. went to the streets like, this yeah. is enough. God bless them. And, but they, they are the heroes of our time. What just, do you just what you're talking about? So what do let me ask you both? Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. What do you guys see for 2023? This next year coming up? Because 2022 has been a listen, sec, second we hit 2020, it's been a hell of a ride. I mean, to say the least. 2022 has been in the scope of those three years. It's it's oh it's bad. It's bad. Let's just put it that every year it seems to be getting a little bit more insane. 23, and then we're going to be going into 24, which is, you know, there's an election and all that stuff. Yeah. What do you guys see for this next year for 2023? Well, I've been talking a long time. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, um, people are not going to like that mm. we will probably continue to see a little bit more of the same mm -hmm. because you can't just start a cleanup activity and then abandon it and go, okay, we're done. If the cleanup hasn't happened, you can't then go into the next stage. And my, my feeling is that we're setting a foundation of deep change that needs to have solutions come in. And the more we can, as old souls and those who have higher consciousness, focus in that the solutions are here, the solutions are coming, it will quicken that from coming. And so what we're really up against is so many who are staying in fear because that's what's being fed to us from the media. And so if we can get into a place where we're ignoring the fear and just focusing on what we can do ourselves and spread that out, that will make things go faster. But Lee, what do you think about 
the next year. I feel like it's a little bit more of the same. We're, we're still in the cleaning up process. There will be that, I think, for several years. But I think that you're going to start to see more, I'm going to call it resolution. Um, you're going to start to see uh, pieces and parts coming together that we always wanted to come together. You mentioned um, the racism that we, we have. One, one of the things that must be frustrating and heartbreaking to those who have been uh, put upon like this uh, uh, in America specifically is that every time something awful happens and there's a reaction at all, it just goes back to the way it was. It just doesn't seem to, to, to change anything. I think that is going to start to be resolved. I think we're going to start seeing um, system to vet the police at the, at the level of uh, when they come into the force. Um, where they may be, there may be a, a, a jury of people who just ask them questions to see if there's a racism there, some, something in order to see, to change it, rather than it just words from a politician that say we're going to do this and this and we, it's going to get better, and it never does. That is a form of resolution. I think we're going to see resolution in the war. Uh, I think we're going to see resolution with Putin. And I'll tell you what's coming there, but you'll see. And there's going to be all manner of things like that that say, hey, we're making progress. So, yes, the stuff will still continue, but I, I think it's starting to turn so that we're going to start seeing some things that we didn't expect. And the other thing, Alex, that I want to add into it is that at the same time we have all this chaos in the world happening and such divisiveness between opinions. I mean, there's never been a time where we've been more polar extreme with what we believe in to the point that we cut off ties if someone doesn't believe the same way that we do. It's incredibly divisive. Before you could have two friends with different political views and they didn't matter they could they could still be friends but now all of a sudden if you have a different political view you don't even want to be friends with them so this kind of divisiveness is what i mean by everything is being brought to the surface and challenging and to the fore and the chaos and the war and this kind of fear being pumped into us And at the same time, this is what I want to share, if this is new to your listeners, part of the messages from Cryon is about coming solutions on the planet. One of them that Cryon has given us is something called the magnetic motor, which is coming that will change and revolutionize the way that we use electricity. Another invention that Cryon has talked about is real-time desalinization of water because there is uh, water issues. Another one that Crian has talked about is the ability to produce agriculture. And so you start looking at just those three things, changing how we have electricity, changing the availability of water for everybody and food that is going to have such ripple effects through our society. And so it's so interesting that on one hand, there's this kind of chaos happening. And at the other, there are all these incredible inventions that are on the cusp of being released. And that is not what's being pushed in the news, but definitely through the channelings that Lee has been giving through Cryon, that is on the horizon. 
Lee, you've you've uh, been able to travel the world multiple times in your life at this point, and you've met world leaders and influencers around the world. What is your take on the energy? Because I'm assuming you can read people's energies pretty well when you meet them. Uh, I mean, I've been in rooms with with high power people as well, and I, I'm like, oh, okay, I understand. Or or this guy's toxic. Okay, I got to get out of here. How do you feel about the 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 world leaders that you've actually met and spoken to personally? I haven't spoken to anybody yet that has the same energy as the one I met the Dalai Lama. <laughs> and you can see and feel love and joy. He's not filled with himself. Um, and almost everybody I've met is. There has to be some time go by, Alex where we see the younger leadership come up the ranks. Um, the older leadership is stuck in, a, in, in that old paradigm for a while. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, if you take a look at how we, we elect our presidents and they're almost all over 70 when we do, <laughs> there's, you gotta look at, <laughs> when we get a young one, watch for it. <laughs> Things start to happen. They're from another time, a paradigm, and there's, there's hope. That takes a while just because of our system of leadership. So all through the world, you're still seeing leadership that is old energy because they can being elected or not, and but coming up anyway, including the uh, Putin, of course, as you're seeing, that's still there. When you start seeing the ones who, when they get elected, are not bashing their opponents. When they do debates, they're honoring of their opponents. When they are um, a little, when there's a compromise with with the other party and things of this nature, this is when to pay attention, because that is when you're going to see real different leadership. We're not there yet, but we're but we're moving. We're we're closer than we were 50 years ago. We are much closer, <laughs> without question. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Now, I, I want to get your opinion on this, Lee, or both of you, Monica, as well. Do you think that what's happening now, this this revolution of media that is happening, our show, your show, um, we're getting to a point where individuals have no gatekeepers mm -hmm. to the public anymore. There's a show like this would normally have a staff of a ton of executives telling me who, what I can and can't say and what kind of message it is. And we got to work with the advertisers and all this kind of stuff where now people like myself can put out messages into the world and grow audiences that rival mainstream media. I mean, there's big, there's podcasts now that get, get almost Super Bowl level downloads uh, of people around the world. Um, is this part of this change, this disruption? Because it is a disruption. And I did notice there's a lot of dis disruptors starting to pop up, good and bad, quote unquote, good and bad, who are just shaking the, shaking the tree, shaking the, the, the apple cart a bit, because that's what is needed to reform and to rebuild, because we got to get out of the old and bring in the new. Would you agree? I agree. Absolutely. We and I, so. I even remember yeah. a channel that Cryon gave way before the internet mm -hmm. and it was in relation to the shift that was talking about and Cryon said when everybody can talk to everybody else 
and there can be no more secrets, this is where you will begin creating peace on earth. And at the time that channel was given, didn't really know what when everybody can talk to everybody else meant. It meant the internet. And with the opening of the internet, we have real time communication on a global scale. That is what Crian was talking about. And then in subsequent channels, what Crian has said is stay tuned for the good news channel. <laughs> when someone figures out, so mainstream media, it's basically driven by having commercials and having people watch. And there's an old paradigm as to how that works to be able to fund your platform to create the money to keep the system going. And so the way that you keep that system going is you get hooked on drama and fear. And that's what pays for your advertising and all of those things. Now, Crane is saying good news channel, people want good news. And if you can start figuring out a way how to give them that, you're actually going to see it change in the de demographics. And finally, there'll be this aha moment, even with mainstream media, is that they have to change the direction of what they are serving up to the users because the users are now demanding we don't you know what we don't want to be tuned into fear and feeling terrible about ourselves we want to have good news to uplift us and then it becomes a cascading effect that's why things like this podcast where it's uplifting and joy and laughter they're energies that are contagious and infectious. And Lee, do you want to add more to that? I do. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, um, what you're doing here is you're not a disruptor. You're the new paradigm, period. If you told me I came from uh, what I did for a living was commercials. <laughs> you ready oh, me that? too. I got I guess my start in commercials, directing did commercials. Really? I've done over 4,000 of them as an audio engineer. I've done probably around... Two, two to three thousand of them as an yeah, editor right. and a director. <laughs> so if you told me back then there could there there's going to be television without commercials, I go insanity. Who's insanity. Pay the bills. How's insanity. this gonna work? I mean, you're insanity. crazy. And that's exactly what we have. I haven't watched commercials on television for for three years because now I select what I want to watch. This is the new way of it. So this is a paradigm changer. Now, um, if I were a, um, a news outlet right now in an old paradigm, if, if those guys aren't shaking in their boots, they're, then they got their heads in the sand because people are, ec are leaving. You got to ask yourself a question about your show or shows like your show. Why? Why do people, what's the reasoning for having Super Bowl <laughs> attendance, you know, for what you're doing? And, the re and there's only one reason, and free, people have free choice. They chose to watch. And at the same time, they're turning off the other guys. So this is the new paradigm. I expect there won't be like three or four or five news outlets. There will be hundreds, and there will be choices. And you can go to the ones, and I believe what Krein has said, that the ones that are going to be the most successful 
are the ones that are balanced, especially when they give good news as well as the other news. They talk about it in the ways we have and have joy there. And you just don't see anything like that. Do you realize I and, and I'm on a, a you know on a rant here when mm -hmm. in 2020 we got to see it instantly in March right away we had COVID and as heartbreaking as that was and all the deaths we had the very people that could have helped us the most are the ones who buried us and that is the media one the very thing that I saw was we watched from Iceland where we were with a whole group of people we watched the news and it was uh i forgot which media it was and they gave all the death figures they got all the mounting infection figures and we got all that we never once got recovery figures nothing we never saw the percentage of death and recovery so to the casual watcher it was being designed mr director designed to frighten us and scare us and what we weren't being given the whole picture at all. And it worked. <laughs> and I was so disappointed in the media. I think that they've been so ashamed of themselves because this was an opportunity for them to really present something, to give us a picture that was accurate and true and help us and give us good news. I mean, there were, there were, there were hospitals in New York and Queens, one in particular, that are having celebration ceremonies when people recovered and they were releasing and their, their relatives were hugging each other. And I mean, what? I mean, then it made you go like this. There's hope, but this is not all doom and gloom. But I watched it and I figured we, were, we had the plague. Oh, I was wiping down my Amazon boxes with Thank Clorox you. wipes, <laughs> like an insane person. Yeah. <laughs> it was... Well, there people still are. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, of that, day, we 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 talk about it. We say, when I see the man or the woman, God bless them, in their car alone with their air conditioning on, their windows rolled up with a mask, and I say, it's not it's not necessary now, and, and you got to you got to understand what the virus does and does and how it works. And they've just been frightened, so this, I'm going to wear a mask for the rest of my life, and they probably will. It's it's I don't know if you remember or not, but during the time of COVID, there was a show that came on. And it was called the Good News Network on YouTube by uh, Emily Blunt, the actress, and John Kaczynski, the we actor. All of them. We weren't them they? All. Weren't yeah. they amazing? Yes, sir. And that's what I'm talking about. And how many millions yes. of downloads did they get? And then the big studios or the big networks want bought them. Well, somebody bought them. Yeah. And I haven't seen it since. Well, he also supposedly. Tell supposedly, me was going to he had to stop because he was going to do another uh one of his netflix shows or was it prime i forget the yeah uh, yeah, yeah amazon yeah. shows i think it was the amazon I show was it? It. yeah 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 i think you're right okay. I, I i don't know why that hasn't been brought back because it was i watched it religiously Boy, if either of them are watching this show thank you thank you thank you oh so that wonderful was, you gave us a paradigm that was needed and it was beautiful yeah and they went they didn't ask anybody there was like crayon crayon logos in the background like yeah. it was beautiful it was just so homemade it was just like this is homemade. great it was it was it's wonderful great. um now i want to ask you a few questions i ask all my guests um what is your definition of living a good life and that's to both of you well for me i i want a life where i enjoy what i'm doing and i'm joyful every day about it if i'm in that pocket then my life is good 
if I don't have joy, and there's reasons why I wouldn't have joy, then I'm not living a good life. It's pretty simple. And then we go from there, and there's layers of that. But I think that joy is uh, is one of the primary, I would say, feelings that we look for when things are correct in our lives. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. I, I think for me, if I was to answer that question prior to cryon coming into my life or just a greater awakening, I would have said, you know, a good life is being in joy and, and happiness. And I probably would have answered that question just centered on my own self and what myself was wanting to achieve. However, since I've had cryon come into my life, I think for me, a good life is one where I've been not only to live a life filled with joy and happiness, but that it has filtered out and spread to others. And it's more of like, it's no longer the me and the I, it's it's the we and the us. And I think that's part of what this shift is about is us. We're not, and that's really what was the beauty of COVID because we're isolated. We can't touch each other. We can't hug each other. And there was that real definition that, no, we need this. We need each other. We need to hug each other, love each other and be part of a community. And so I I think it's the moving from the I to the us and the we. And that is to me a good life. If you've been able to have your joy and your laughter and create it for yourself and have it filter out to everybody else that you meet. That's a good life. And now what is your definition of God? Hmm. It is incredibly hard to define God. And even in the channels, Crying says God is kind of undefinable. And it's very hard because my understanding of God is still trying to get around the fact that God had no beginning and no end. I mean, everything in our life has a beginning and an end. So if you try and sit there with your logic, work out what, how did God not have a beginning? Everything had a beginning. How can, how can God be there all the time? When you, when you surrender that question and it's when you said you, that there's faith that there's something else out there. It's not just faith that there's something out there. You've had evidence that has reinforced the thought that faith is out there that exists. If you, you can't just go around saying, yeah, I have faith that's gone out there. If you've never had evidence to reinforce that belief, that intent, that consciousness. And you'd have to look at one person that says, yes, I have faith, I believe, and there's been this evidence that's shown me. You would think, okay, that's great. One person has had that experience. But we've now lived on a planet where we've been able to tap into recorded history. And there has been countless episodes of individuals having experiences that show something greater than themselves happened in a miracle that changed their life. 
and we're constantly seeing it around us. It's constantly being shown. There are so many people that have what they call a near-death experience. They come back with the same message of this unconditional love that embraced them. So the fact that so many have had these experiences, it's almost like the point that the person who has not had this experience, they're more the anomaly than the rest of us. So God to me is the, the great I am beyond all that exists and permeates throughout the universe, throughout every cell of your body and is just, it's love is not even emotion. Love is the state of being of the existence of God and it's it's that soup of unconditional love and and compassion so long answer but that's hey, kind of my that's a big understanding question, big, big question <laughs> my, big question to be fair yeah my understanding of God and and Lee will probably summarize it in three words I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> well I tend to do that <laughs> um you know you say faith is in um things that are unseen I don't have faith in God because it's not unseen. <laughs> My God, that which is in me, which I believe I am part of the creative source, I am the stuff of the stars, I know God, because that is the message. We invite everybody to know God in this way, the creative source, what, what created the universe is in us. And it becomes part of me, it becomes part of my molecular structure. Uh, if you look out in the heavens, you say, how is this possible that some force made all this and whatever it is, how is it possible? I don't care. I just know that it is. I know it. It's not faith. I know it. And I also know that this God, this great, great everything knows my name. That's yeah. good enough for me. That's my God. And last question, what is the ultimate purpose of life? Purpose of life is to raise the consciousness of the of the planet you're in. And Monica, it's we're we're here in the test of duality, and the test of test is this: can you find the creator inside or not? And by the way, the creator wants to be found. Yes, he does. And where can people find out more about you, your your books that don't have your name on it, uh, and <laughs> and all the work that the great work that you guys are doing? You know, I work. Um, I've got. Um, I, I've lost count. <laughs> I'm going to give two two sh short email uh, web yeah. links: cryonmasters.com, all one word. That's where people can connect with our programs that we do, including Healing Wednesday, and then. There is cryon.com, loads of resources on there, hundreds of hours of free, audio. free audios. And, you know, there's so many impersonating channels of Lee on YouTube because they've figured out how to make money from them. Shocking. shocking Stop, right? it. Shocking. Stop it. <laughs> Stop, Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, but uh, there's some there's some guy named Alex with a hat looks like you. <laughs> we'll talk about it afterwards, sir. My my I'll yeah. get my attorneys. Right. Yeah, so but you you can find the correct YouTube for Lee, which is cryon.com/slash YouTube. It goes right to my. Channel. We've made a shortcut link, so it goes straight to Lee's channel, and that's where you can see the free Healing Wednesday episodes that we offer as well. 
And do you have, Lee, do you have any parting words for the audience? Joy, funny. That's the first thing you should look for in your life is uh, joy. And there's many, many ways to, to find it. I, you know, it's, 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 um, I wouldn't say it's just a magic elixir where you say, hey, find joy and go to bed. Um, there are methods, there are methodologies. Crime.com slash YouTube has lots of people we've interviewed talking about this very thing. And some of them will tell you that. And it, but basically, my parting thing is there's a shift going on. Don't be afraid and find joy in your life. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor speaking to you. And thank you so much for the amazing work you're doing to raise the consciousness of this planet and everybody in it. I appreciate you and the work that you guys are doing. Thank you. Right back at you. I want to thank Lee and Monica for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge with all of us. Thank you so much, guys. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 175. And if you've only been listening to this over podcasts and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.